Hey, this is David Papa, the personal injury guru. And on this episode, we are going to be speaking to Ryan French. And what Ryan does, other than produce this show and does one heck of a job doing it, he also had time where he was a 911 dispatcher. And he had some experience with that. So we're going to talk to him about that. Find out when someone calls 911 and puts that into motion, what the next steps are. It's going to be important to hear that because sometimes even when you call 911, they can't locate you exactly, which leads us into the second part of our show with Ryan today. We'll be talking about the GPS tracking systems and how you can have one either on your car or on your phone. And they're very important to have, especially in this day and age where they're very inexpensive and they're critical if someone gets into a car accident and you just don't know exactly where you are at that time. People have accidents where they run off the road. They're able to dial 911. They can't find exactly where they are, what side of the highway they're on, things of that nature. Um, so we're going to talk about that um, coming up next here on the Personal Injury Guru Show. This is the Personal Injury Guru Show with attorney David Papa. Welcome back to the Personal Injury Guru Show. I am David Papa, and today we're going to be talking to Ryan French. We're going to be talking about three separate issues. The first one is that he is the one that's been responsible for the production of these podcasts, which is exceptional. The quality is outrageous. And we're going to be talking to him about the fact he was a 911 dispatcher at one point for a short period of time. And then we're going to get into a little bit about the GPS tracking systems. How you doing, Ryan? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's kind of weird being in front of the camera instead of behind the camera. It is. It time. is. I'm just seeing you on the other side when I'm talking. Yeah. Um, let, before we start, let people know how you do this production because it's amazing. It's really something. And, and, you know, it, it takes a lot of work, and, and it's a team effort. Um, I have Malik behind the camera, and he's been helping me on these productions, and I can't, I can't do it without him. But, you know, we set up multi-cameras, you know, camera one, two, three, and we have a switcher, uh, you know, audio mixer to handle both of these mics. Uh, 90% of it's the setup. Right. You know, once we get everything set up, we can kind of roll through these episodes. And we, we actually record multiple episodes in a day. Right. Um, and release them over time, but the at least two or two and a half hours of the day is just setting everything up, getting all the lighting to work. So it comes with experience and having a, having a good team behind you. Well, you know that's something you mentioned the word experience, and throughout every one of these podcasts, experience, experience, experience. I can't I can't say enough about that because your experience doing this shows, and it's very important if someone wants to hire Ryan. Certainly, how do they reach you? Well, uh, you can reach me via my website. The best way to get a hold of me is through my website and email just because, for example, if you try to call me right now, I'm in the middle of production. I'm 100% focused on you as the client right now, right. and I treat every client the same. I'm not going to be taking phone calls and trying to score other business while I'm in the middle of dealing with production. Right. So email me is the best. My website is tbvideoservice.com. Uh, and it'll be on the screen there. Uh, my email, my direct email is ryan at tb, t is in tango, b is in bravo, videoservice.com. And then my phone number is 
8287. Uh, but email is always the best way to get a hold of me, and I'll try to get back to you the same day. Well, I highly would recommend it because these shows have gone off without a hitch, and I'll tell you, it's been very good working with you. Oh, I appreciate you. You've been a very good uh, customer of mine. I like producing these shows for you. Good. Well, we have a good relationship. That's awesome, and that's what mm-hmm. it's about. Folks, we're going to talk a little bit now about the 911 dispatch issues. Uh, as you know, everyone knows 911 means help, emergency help. Um, and Ryan, talk a little bit about your experiences answering 911 calls. Sure. And before I got into video production, I, you know, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. You know, I, I produced some video content, but, you know, not seriously. But uh, in 2008, I was actually a, a dispatcher in the Tampa Bay area, and I worked for a, a, a large police department. So I was on the radio, you know, talking and dispatching the officers. And we rotated through different positions. So one day I'd be on the radio talking to the officers and, you know, dispatching calls. And then the next day I'd be on 911 taking the incoming calls for the the city and then there's other positions too is dispatching wreckers and doing kind of in-depth criminal history checks helping out some of the officers that may not have a computer at their disposal but they'll get on the radio and ask for you to run criminal histories and stuff like that so i rotated between those different positions okay well let's start and talk about when someone calls 911 that's been in a car accident mm-hmm. when that comes in i'm sure you've had experience with that absolutely tell me a little bit about Put us in that kind of scenario where what are you experiencing and, and what's going on? Well, uh, when you call 911, the, how it goes to what agency and what uh, per, uh, PSAP, which is a public safety answering point, uh, which is a hub for all the 911 calls in that area. Every jurisdiction is different. You know, uh, Pinellas has their own regional 911 center, so chances are if you call 911, it's going to the county. And they handle all the incoming calls for everything, including St. Pete and Tarpon Springs and Clearwater. Okay. Tampa worked, uh, uh, I worked for Tampa Police Department, but Tampa worked as just the city. uh, Hillsborough County does not have a... A, a unified 911 center. So we had our, the city had their own call center. Okay. So when you call 911 and if it connects with a city cell a tower in the city limits, it will ring to the city department. And in Tampa, the police dispatcher answers the 911 call first. Okay. So um, the the role of a dispatcher answering the first 911 call is to determine is it a police incident, is it a fire, or is it a medical incident. Uh, and sometimes it's could be two or it could be all three. Right. So in the event of a car accident, it's all three um, typically. So uh, the first priority is to, where are you? We need to know where you are. And even if we can see your location on the on a on a uh, on our mapping system, we still need to verify. We need to double check. We need to know where you, where you are. If you're on the interstate, we need to know what direction you are. Are you northbound on 75, southbound on 75? What exit are you near? Because that pinpoint location may not show northbound or southbound. And for example, you know, if you're northbound and the fire truck gets on the southbound direction, they can't get to you because there's a big barrier in between. So they have to go around and make a big U-turn. So if we know that you're northbound, we can send someone from the south going north, and they can get to you minutes quicker right. than, than sending the unit from the wrong direction. And, so, of course, time is of the essence we're talking a, about. A, absolutely. And so we need, to find, we need to find out where you are, and we need to find out how bad the accident is. You know, is it just a fender bender? Was it a low, minor, you know, fender bender? Or, you know, is one of the cars on fire? Is somebody trapped? 
um, those sort of things. And like you've talked about with with other paramedics and firefighters on right. this show, you know, you got to triage and find out what kind of resources do you need. So just saying your location, I need help quick, not not enough. You'll still get help, but there's a big difference between a fender bender and a extrication accident as far right. as the kind of resources you need. And on the police side, we need to know if you're blocking traffic. You know, if you're off to the side, then, you know, we kind of tone down a response because responding lights and sirens it does come with its own risks sure to, to the I'm community. Sure it does. Yes. So we need to know whether we need to send the cavalry or not. Right. I was going to ask you about that. How do you know? I guess you just have to feel it out with experience and yeah. talking to these folks. Is it also important to keep them calm? I imagine some people must be very excited, especially yeah. if they are trapped. Yeah. I know I'm claustrophobic. If I haven't got trapped yeah. in my car, if it was upside down, yeah. well, I'd be a basket case. Well, most of the time when we've had accident calls, it's usually not from the person involved. It may be a witness. Okay. But we, we've had some people who are involved in accidents call yelling and screaming. And, you know, as a dispatcher, you understand somebody is going through the worst experience of your day. But as a dispatcher, that's probably the third or fourth really frantic caller you've had that day and that you get used to it. So, you know, I want to keep people, I want to tell people that when you hear a dispatcher and they sound monotone like I am now, even when you're having the worst day of your life, it's not like they're not sympathetic to your situation at all. You know, they really care about what they do, especially the people that have been in it for decades. Um, we, we, we have to be that calming presence. We can't lose control because right. if we lose control, then we amp up the caller. And then, you know, especially if somebody's, you know, bleeding a lot, you know, getting them excited is going to make their blood pressure rise up and right. that's going to complicate their injury. So, right. you, you know, you got to be co- cool, calm and collected when you're on these calls with frantic people and you got to do the best you can to get the pertinent information out of them. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say when nothing is going on, but when you call 911, try to be as calm as possible. Listen to the dispatcher's questions and answer them fully. And a lot of people think that when you call 911, if the dispatcher is asking like a dozen questions, that you're not. That's no, 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 next no question. Yeah, nobody's on the way. Yes, yes. A lot of people get. Fr- a lot of people just say, just send, just send the police, just send the fire department. Right. They might be already on the way right. because you know as a. a Smaller departments work a little bit different. The dispatcher answering the 911 calls may also right. be having a radio next to them. At the bigger departments, the job is separate. The roles are separate. So if I'm typing in an accident call, and we utilize what we call quick dispatch. If somebody says there's an accident at this intersection and somebody just got thrown from the car, I'm going to send a what's called a signal three. I'm going to say somebody thrown from a car, and it's going to be sent to that dispatcher right away. And the dispatcher is going to read over the air, you know, we have an accident, someone ejected. And I'm still going to be updating that call while I'm asking the questions right. to the to the caller on the line. That's important to know because mm-hmm. um, I've only had to dial 911 once. Mm-hmm. And I'll briefly tell you what happened. I was going over the Memorial Bridge, and I saw what I thought was clothes in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. It was a young girl. And there was nobody else in front of me and a motorcycle on the side of me, and we both pulled over. I mm-hmm. called 911, mm-hmm. and you're right. The dispatch was very calm. I mm-hmm. need you to tell me what you're seeing. Yes. And I said, there's a girl in the middle of the road. She's bleeding from the ears and the mouth and the nose. It looks like she was ejected from a vehicle or, or something. Mm-hmm. And I know at that point, I said, okay, help is on the way, but I need you to stay on the phone with yes. me. Yes. And he said, See if she can respond. Don't touch her, but talk mm-hmm. to her. So I sat and I talked to her, and I mm-hmm. talked to her for quite a while until... 
I heard sirens, paramedics, police, yeah. everyone coming. But during that whole period of time, he kept me on the phone until the police and the firemen mm-hmm. were right next to me, and you could actually hear them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you were probably getting tons of different questions. Lots of questions about her. What yeah. I'm hearing? Do, are the, do you hear the sirens yet? They're getting closer. Yep. Is the bleeding getting worse? Is she breathing? Do you hear anything? Exactly. And obviously, that dispatcher was letting the the people know that are coming what to expect. Yep. Once you answer the first couple of questions, what's happening and where are you? Usually, if it's a really serious situation, that call has already been sent down, and the cavalry is on their way. Right. So when they're asking additional questions, don't you know? Don't get frustrated and think that right. they're just trying to get out of a call. No, no, that's not it. We're not trying to. We're trying to give the first responders the best information possible. That way, we know. Okay, we need to send a bigger response out here. Right. So it's important. No, you're not just talking to one person like Ryan. Ryan is already publish this information to everyone that needs to know what's going on so as police and fire and rescue are approaching they're gaining more and more valuable information by the time they get there they're pretty much up to date on everything they have absolutely uh, information is key you know information right. having the best information out there uh, increases the chance of a, a positive outcome and folks it's important as a 911 caller, if you ever see any type of an accident, to dial 911 because even with small fender benders, you drive by, oh, they'll be okay. Folks, I've seen terrible injuries come from small accidents. I've seen people walk away without having hardly any injury from cars that have rolled over. So it's important if you see an accident on the side of the road, dial 911, take the just few moments it takes to talk to someone, maybe get out of your car and see how people are doing. Honestly, to help someone of that nature is is really just being a good Samaritan, a good person. But it's very important because someone has to call 911 when someone's injured, and it might as well be you. So think about doing that. Absolutely, and some, some of the best information might come from somebody who's not directly involved because that person involved is dazed, confused, and there it is. doesn't even know where they are. And you know that person may say that they're okay, but you look at them, you don't look okay. Don't underestimate the power of adrenaline and how it keeps someone feeling like they're okay when they're not. Right, and that's important. So today's show, what we're trying to say to you is it's very important to be educated on what the 911 dispatchers do, what they're going through, the process they're going through. And don't be frustrated with them because they're doing 10 other things while they're speaking to you, all getting help going to where it needs to go. But we talked about pinpointing too. And when we talk about pinpointing an area where someone, maybe someone is in a single car accident on the side of a road someplace, they're dazed, they're not sure where they are, what happens? Well, you know, if somebody can't tell us where they are, you know, we always verify the location that we see in the map. Uh, The majority of 911 calls are phase two 911 calls. Phase two means that we see a GPS location of where they're calling from within a few meters. Fairly accurate. But what you don't know is not every carrier is required to 100% um, send that data over to the 911 center um, automatically. So sometimes we get a phase one 911 call, which is the nearest cell phone tower, which could be a oh, half boy. a mile away, could be a mile away. Um, you know, I've been out of the uh, of the department for over 10 years, but we had a, a carrier, a prepaid carrier, which I won't say on the show, Right. We uh, we called all the phase two calls that carrier's name because every 911 call from that carrier would show as a phase one 911. So we d- we didn't know where you- we could tell you what part of town you're in, but we couldn't tell where you were. Right. Exactly. And, and there's ways to remedy this. 
And the ways to remedy this, folks, is simple. And this is something that I hope everyone's really listening to. Get a GPS on your phone if you don't already have one on your car. Because as soon as you get a GPS, you can pretty much pinpoint exactly where people are, can't you? Exactly. And, and, you know, there may be situations where you can't even call 911 to get help. So 911's not going to know to send someone to you. You know, personally, something that I do, you know, I, I work in the media industry, uh, you know, as well. And sometimes I'm out late at night by myself on in certain neighborhoods or just out in a rural area. And what happens if I my car runs off the road and flip into a ditch and I'm unconscious and it's you know middle of the night and nobody can see me down in that ditch? Right. I'm in trouble. But one thing that I do do is um, on um, Apple, you can share your location with a contact on Apple. So I know I know that if something happens to me, my fiance would know where I am because she can see my location at any given time. And that's that's critical. Now now turn that into your daughter, who just started driving, is driving alone from Orlando to Tampa, like my daughter does. She's 22, but it's the same principle. And she always shares with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. her mom or I, where she is. Because if I call her and there's no response and no answer, we always check in with texting or calling regularly, especially when she's driving home at night. Mm-hmm. So she's either talking to one of us on a regular basis. We can tell you exactly where she is because we, we use that. And I think GPS is so simple and it is so good for parents because when I was growing up, and uh, you know, I, I'm a product of growing up in the 70s, most people, we, I mean, we had pay phones. We didn't have cell mm-hmm. phones. We didn't have pagers back then hardly. And to find, if you go to an accident, you wouldn't be found for a long time perhaps. Today is so different as a parent. I always say to my kids, whatever you do, have the GPS on. Make sure someone knows where you're coming and going from, and we'll check in with you. And if you don't check in, we'll be able to find you. How simple is that? You can save a life by doing it. Absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't need to be an Apple device. That There's tons of apps out there that allow you to share your location with, uh, you know, friends, family, uh, parents. Um, there, I think Verizon has a service where you can put in a little tracker in your car, and a parent can can uh, view your you know teenagers location on sure. on, on a map through your car there's tons of uh, parental apps for phones uh, uh, across multiple platforms that you can right. you know view a location you know and there's things for your car like OnStar you know a lot of luxury cars have some OnStar or some variant of on, right. OnStar sure and you know something I also want to touch touch on is those services only work when there's cell service if there's no cell service, there's no way for a signal to get out the GPS location. Right. GPS is only one way. The phone receives a GPS signal. The cellular service sends out those coordinates to you know, 911 or anybody with the apps. So if you know you're going into an area without any cell service, like, for example, I, I did a trip into a, probably the most rural area in Texas you can imagine. I had no cell service for three days. Wow. Absolutely none. Zero. What do we do? <laughs> so I, I researched it ahead of time, you know. Right. And they, they, various brands. Uh, I had sure. a Garmin. They have a little uh, GPS. And I should have brought it today. I should it's have a thought, tracker. I should have thought. It's a tracker. It's a tracker. And you yeah. can share your – it goes through satellite. So even if there's no cell towers nearby, 
Right. It can still it'll send it through satellite. Remember, cell phones don't work through satellite. Right. They receive the GPS signal, but they send through cellular towers. Right. But the GPS trackers that are out there, the standalones, work through a satellite subscription. So it doesn't matter where you are. You're going to see a satellite signal. So it updated every 10 minutes to my friends and family where we were on that trip. And if I needed to, there was a panic button I could hit on the GPS communicator and it would send my coordinates in real time to emergency services and whoever was on my contact list. If I we fell off a cliff or something, I could hit that and you know and then my family knew what my plans were that day. So they know if I didn't check in at night, they would know something is wrong. They would know how to get hold sure. of it. Yeah. And that's important because think about it folks. Cars break down. Every day of your driving life, you're going to see someone on the side of the road Mm -hmm. with an overheated vehicle, with a flat tire, or just stuck on the side of the road. And with these um, satellite-fed garments that people are Mm -hmm. using, the tracking devices, it's important because when I I can use one on a computer that one of my friends showed me on my phone, and I can tell through that satellite tracking system exactly where the vehicle is. It'll show... It's still moving in progress. If it's stuck on the side of the road, I'm going to immediately call my daughter. If no one responds, I'm getting 911 out there. Absolutely. And there's some that are not just handheld. Like you said, you can plug into a car. Yeah. Um, there, there are tons of services out there. So yep. if it's something that concerns you, you know, it could very well save your life. I mean, what's a, what's a small few dollars a month subscription to something like that that, oh. that, that can save a life? Invaluable, especially when it's your own kids. Absolutely. Very important to do. Well, that's great information. Oh, thank you, David. Yeah, well, folks, I hope you learned something today, a few things. First of all, if you want a production like this, you know who to call. Next, of course, we learned a little bit about 911 dispatchers and the fact that they do care, they do listen, they are working, even though they're talking to you very calmly. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. It's like that duck on the water, nice and calm, but those feet underneath are really going a mile, you know, 10 miles per hour. So that's the 911 dispatchers. Plus you've learned, or you probably already know about the GPS systems, but just keep it in mind when you've got children that you should probably have that on their phones, have that on their car. It doesn't hurt to be safe. And of course, it took a lot of worry out of me. And that's maybe one of the most important things as a dad. I'm sure, you know, my, my kid's mom feels the same exact way. So, we shall be right back with a Personal Injury Guru Show. Welcome back to the Personal Injury Guru Show. Today, we did learn quite a bit. We've learned certainly that 911 dispatching is so critical. And for you as an outside party to call when you see someone else injured because you're likely to be a little bit more calm and a little bit more objective. And of course, it's very, very helpful to help other people. And that's one of the messages we're trying to get to you. There's too many people out there driving by with cell phones. Everyone has one. If you see an accident, don't be afraid to call 911 and get involved to help someone because you don't know exactly how much help you're giving them and it really could save someone's life. Um, also, we talked a little bit about the GPSs and the different tracking systems. We, we just put that out there. We know everybody knows about these, but just be a little bit more aware that they're inexpensive and they're certainly probably the best investment you can make when you're putting your child on the road. You want to make sure these kids are okay. And it's not just for kids. 
Uh, I had a mother who was uh, 78 years old when I had to take her license away at one point because she got lost a couple of times. And I did not have that system in place. And I would love to have found her. The police ended up finding her and contacting me. But just think how it could have been so much easier for her and me had I had that system in place. It's good for elderly people. It's good for the young people. And it's good for all of us because you never know when you're going to get stuck on the side of the road. And that's where all sorts of things can happen. So hopefully you've learned a lot on today's uh, cast and you've at least listened and, and, and consider maybe doing something like that with a GPS system. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, you can also watch us on YouTube um, or, your, or your favorite podcast uh, platform, Google, Spotify, Pandora, or Apple. And if you have any questions or comments, you can always reach me at dpapa at papainjurylawyer.com or just Google Papa Injury Lawyer and you'll find me. Very important to also hit the like and the uh, share and the subscribe button if you do like us because it helps us continue to grow, continue to educate, and that's really what this show's about. Well, I want to thank you for another episode, and uh, we'll see you again on the Personal Injury Guru Show. Mm-hmm.